0: The Paunch Stevenson Show, PaunchStevenson.com, episode 268, Saturday, August 15th, 2015.
1: This is The Paunch Stevenson Show, PaunchStevenson.com, episode 268. I am Rob, you are Greg. Hello. Hello. And I am going to start off, I don't know if you saw this, the upcoming Chiller Theater Uh, guest list. No! Did you look at it?
2: Yeah, of course! Did you see who's at the top? Uh, Everybody on this guest list, I know it's not done yet, and it's only August, but... Every single person on this list, I think, is over the age of 50. Just <laughs> Ian, about. Ian Zeering. Ian Ziering. Ian, Ziering. Ian, Ian. Ziering. Don't call him Ian. He'll kick your butt. When call I... him Ian. <laughs> He'll... Well, uh, this year, uh, this time, I may actually try and get him because... Even though I could probably have gotten him in New York for free, um, I-, I feel like he deserves it. He, you know, he spent that whole time next to Screech. That's right. You know... Agonizing there with no career at the time before he did those uh, Sharknado movies. <laughs> but no, but alright, so but did you see who's at the top? Adam West. Yes. I've got
1: him already. I know, but now it's at Chiller and Burt Ward. They've been there before. And they're showing very, very old pictures of them <laughs> where they're much younger and thinner. Well, and Julie Newmar. Right. Catwoman. So, so we could meet two cat women, mm. uh, and then a whole bunch of people I've never heard of.
2: <laughs> well, come on, Marky Ramon again? <laughs> I don't care. I have seen him in New York City at least twice at different event, events, and just not even bothered with him. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is ridiculous. Well, Paul Sorvino, I want you know from Goodfellas. All right, all right. China? No, no you don't care. Well a- MC Gainey is booked again, you know, from Lost. Tom. Uh oh, yeah, right, right, right. And uh, Nancy Allen, who's another chiller regular. I have to get her though because I got the photo signed a Philadelphia Experiment by Michael Paré. Right. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> so that. now I'll have to, I'll have to get her. Uh, uh who else? It's a couple, I don't know, it's a couple of kids, uh, some, some of these people. This Kim Richards, who's homeless all the time. What? <laughs> the Amazing Creskin! Uh, now you know he knew he was going to be there. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he knows we are coming. So. He knows. I, I'm going to see if he knows our names and our podcast. Go uh, to the Amazing Creskin and say, Amazing Creskin! I'm giving you one shot to guess who we are. <laughs> if you don't get
1: it, you're a fraud. All right, here's my question, though. Who is going to know who he is?
2: This is my problem with almost this whole list. <laughs> Nobody's going to know who he even is. Ooh. The problem is you'll have, like, on their Facebook page, you'll have, like, the same 10 or 12 people raving about all these people. Go like, oh, I love this person. But they're, they're the minority of people who attend Schiller, and even less the people who attend Schiller who are willing to actually pay to see some of these people. Right? I mean, Belinda Montgomery, who was the, the, the mother uh, of Doogie Hauser. <laughs> who's that? You know Doogie Hauser? No, but who's the mother? His mother on the show. Who cares? Exactly. I mean, come on. Uh, Barbara Lee, the original Vampirella, she's 9 million years nobody old. Nobody cares. The original Wednesday Addams. Where? Above her. Where? But the, oh, the, the Lisa bicycle. Loring. Yeah, I, I never... I, it doesn't
1: I, ma- haven't I know, I doesn't matter. Nobody cares. The original
2: Addams Family in so many years. How about the entire Alice Cooper band, but no Alice Cooper? Ah, of course. Well, they may announce him, but... Yeah, yeah. All these other people I've never heard of. These people, I yeah, <laughs> it's pretty I bad. Know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see who they add. We'll see who else they add. Ah, like I, I heard rumors that they were, gonna, they might actually, they may bring Shatner. But really, <laughs> and, you know, The thing is, if they do that, you know, all these people are like, oh my god, William Shatner, William Shatner. He goes to every convention. Well, you've met him. We, we, we've both twice. Yeah, we've both seen him. You know, he's everywhere. Uh, we'll see who they add. They got it. They should get Dick Van Dyke. Is he still alive? Yes, he he's done the Hollywood show. He's got a book signing in New York City in October, I think, or September. That, that's the guy they should bring in. Wow. He's going to be ninety years old in a few months. Wow. So. We, we, they bring in Dick Van Dyke, and we could all sing that stupid uh, Chim Chim Cherise song. <laughs> no. Chim Chim Cherite? I mean, honestly, though, do you think at, at
1: 89, 90 years old, he's going to be able to withstand
2: a convention? Well, yeah, because what they could do is they'll do like what they did with Ann-Margaret, or... Um... You know the womanly not Stanley but at chiller you know the woman that uh, Joyce Randolph the the one from the honeymooners yeah you know I mean all you do is you bring them in you you pre-sell the uh, the, f- the photograph or the autograph and you bring them in for like two hours and that's it you know there's no reason they have to sit there for uh you know eight hours.
1: I guess there's no reason. He's not gonna do it.
2: Eh, I don't know. I, I don't know why. He, I mean, there's no reason he wouldn't. He's coming out here anyway. I just I don't know.
1: I don't think. He, I mean, he what? He doesn't do any conventions, right?
2: He's done the Hollywood show. Oh. Well, uh, Which, no. as you can imagine, is in Los Angeles. Well, well I would think, yeah. Um, But no, I, like I said, he's doing a books signing Uh, At some point in the fall So it's not like he doesn't come out of the house <laughs> He's a hermit You know, but I don't know Again, you know, the problem is the guy that runs the chiller He's run afoul of some of these promoters in the past So they don't bring anybody there anymore It's stupid Wait, he what? I said he's run afoul oh. of some of these promoters in the past, you know. And then they don't want to go back. Yeah. But Dick Van Dyke, he's going to be there, New York, October the 13th. And when's Chiller? Chiller... It's like is... two weeks after that.
1: October 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Yeah, so it's like 10 days later. 2015. What about Jerry
2: Van Dyke? <laughs> Coach. I can use him. Hayden!
1: I Wait, so, are, so you're going to go meet Dick Van Dyke? Uh, I don't know. It's probably your only
2: chance. Well, the problem is the place that's doing it, which is the 92nd Y in New York, they are holding... It's a book sign. It's a- it's like a Q&A and then a book signing. But the problem is that they're very strict there. And a lot of times they won't let you get a picture. Okay. So, I don't know. All right. Plus... What? Um... I don't know, October thirteenth, that may be the weekend of the uh, New York Comic Con. Uh, so you'll be in New York. Yeah, I know, but I'm you know, I may be rushing around to other things. Yeah. No. I don't. <clears throat> Not worried about that right now. Alright, well next We'll see. We'll 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 check
1: in as the mm. Weeks go on and see who is added to <laughs> Chiller Theater.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Celebrity deaths. Okay. So, born August sixteenth, nineteen thirty. Died August 9th, twenty
2: fifteen. Eighty four years old. Wait, you're starting at the the most recent ones.
1: Yeah, I don't care
2: Alright, fine (laughs) Nobody cares
1: 84 years old Wife of Kathy
2: Lee Gifford
1: Yeah Frank Gifford
2: Wait a minute, Frank Gifford's got a little bit more (laughs) Of a resume than wife of Kathy Lee (laughs) Frank Gifford Come on Very old sports (laughs) announcer That's right, he did Monday Night Football Frank Gifford For many years in the 80s, right? Yeah, oh, well, yeah, from the beginning. In 70s, 80s, 90s.
1: And Kathy Lee was much younger than he was, mm. right? Yeah. How did that happen? Well, it wasn't his first wife. Oh. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Uh, he was also a football player. Yes, yeah, New York Football Giants back in the 50s. Jeez. Early 60s.
1: So he was one of the very first players ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> when was wait, 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 when was football invented?
2: Uh, well, the first official football game uh, occurred at the Rutgers University uh, in New Jersey. Uh, it was a Rutgers against Princeton. That was in uh, 1869. Oh, wow. So it's yes. been for a little while.
1: And that was the yeah. last time the Jets won a Super Bowl. Probably, yes. Well, that was 1969. <laughs> no, no, but
2: I know. Seems like 1869. <laughs> First and last. <laughs> That's it, never again.
1: Well, did you see what happened?
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> the quarterback got punched in the face. Yeah,
1: Geno Smith was arguing. <laughs> now, look. Look. The person... the man his money. His own team... Geno Smith's own teammate on the Jets in the locker room hmm. punched Geno Smith in the face. His own teammate broke his jaw or fractured his jaw. Can't play for whatever. The first... At least the first probably eight games of the season... And these are, you know, millionaires. These are millionaires. And they're arguing over $600.
2: <laughs>
1: a $600 plane ticket. Right.
2: Stupid. <laughs> he wanted his money. Stupid. Stupid! <laughs> the other guy wouldn't give it to him, so he punched him out. <laughs> yeah, well, now he's fired. No, no, No. Then, then the former Jets coach signed him. Yeah, Rex Ryan, Rex. of course <laughs> Dirtbag eh.
1: What an idiot The two of them, the two of them are just idiots eh. All of them, they're all idiots Of course <laughs> Anyway uh. Uh, So Oh yeah, so Frank Gifford uh, Who
2: else? Ford. Who else? Anyone else? Yeah, big name Who? What do you mean, who? Big name in wrestling. Oh, wait, why isn't he on here? I don't know, I think that website is uh, a little lax. It is, I know. All right, so hold on a second. Maybe he's not really dead. (laughs) No, he is.
1: All right, born April 17th, 1954 in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Died July 31st, 2015, 61 years old. Yeah. Professional WWF wrestler, Roddy,
2: Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's right! And actor, by the way. I'm, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> that was this big the big line yeah. They Live. They Live. John Carpenter. Ah, Roddy Piper. That's. I mean, some. I mean, at this point, you met him. Kind of, huh? You met him. I did. Yes, yes. You could have, but you had to nah, travel. Uh, yeah, it's fine Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, he was billed to be at the the big event again this uh, December. In uh, what big Co- event? The big event, Queens, New York. I know what big event. The big event. Which one? That's it. Number eight. <laughs> no number nine. Number nine. Number nine? Number nine? Alright. Number nine. Um so yeah, it's I at this point you kinda of get just you're just kind of used to it. <laughs> well, it seems like Is professional yeah,
1: professional wrestlers have a short lifespan.
0: Mm.
2: Because a lot of them abuse drugs and alcohol. Well not only that, but you know, a guy like Piper, um who well, I'm sure did steroids in the eighties. I mean, you know, the guy the guy worked at one point like at, at one point in the early nineties, he was working like ninety something days in a row without a rest. Yeah. Well right. Yeah, it was very physically demanding. Yeah, so, I mean eventually it's like, you know, some of these NFL players that don't last past sixty. <laughs> yeah you, know, you just you just beat up beat to death or they get
1: or they get murdered by a teammate
2: murdered by a teammate
1: i don't know there seems to be a lot of murderers in the n f l now
2: oh I think man of the wrestling
1: no no never mind it's a stupid joke, never mind mm.
2: um yeah i mean. It stinks, you know, the Piper, you know, along with uh, Randy the Macho Man Savage. Ooh, yeah. Were definitely uh two of my favorite wrestlers uh all time. Yeah. And uh, you know, Piper, I man, he was in like the Cindy Lauper videos and well in the, yeah, in the 1980s. Yeah, were back years then. Is. Uh, but he was hilarious, you know, and he was he was, you know, he was A villain, but, you know, he's very comical, and... Right. Well, he obviously has a very... had a very good sense of humor. Right, and so, like, in the WCW, when Hulk Hogan became the bad guy, they brought in Roddy Piper to be, like, the... to be, like, his foil, as he was in the WWF. Uh, Hogan was the face, and... Piper was the heel, and they switched roles in the WCW. (laughs) Hollywood Hogan. Mm. Yeah, get to him in a minute. Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah. I've had a little problem, brother.
1: So, yeah, uh, so Roddy Piper, obviously very good sense of humor. He was in, like you said, the Cyndi Lauper music videos in the mid-1980s. He was in a few episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. He was in an episode of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Really, as himself.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, Storage Wars. What? Said he made an appearance in an episode of Storage Wars. And then it was the wife swap between him and Ric Flair, <laughs> <laughs> right? So yeah, I mean, I, well, and and you said when you met him, he was very friendly and.
2: Then. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the the nicest. He's one of the nicest guys in pro wrestling, I think for all all these years and it's funny you know how many people, you know, like when Savage died, everybody kind of came out and were like, "Oh yeah, you know, we loved him and all that stuff, but I mean, nobody had really n- interacted with him. I mean, he never did conventions. Um, yeah. Like he would purposely people would ask him promoters, he would purposely quote These obscene amounts of money because he just (laughs) didn't want it. He had no interest in doing it. (laughs) Yeah, I want a million dollars. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's not going to happen, Randy. Fifteen billion dollars. Right. But, you know, Piper, it's sort of like when Dusty Rhodes died. You know, all all the wrestling fans, including myself, you could not only say, oh, yeah, you know, I loved him on TV or something, but, you know, you actually met him. And a lot of the people I know that have been doing this for so long, and, and so many of them met Piper, you know, in the late 90s or, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, and, you know, they met him several times. He was always doing some kind of convention in the area. And, yeah, he was always a really nice guy. He was the Canadian Scotsman. mm that was his his gimmick was the kilt and the bagpipes. Yeah, something like that. He was well, I guess when he was younger he was involved in some kind of bagpiping uh <laughs> competitive atmosphere, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, too bad. And then uh we mentioned Hogan. <laughs> what you going to do, brother? <laughs> Been in some hot water what, lately. What now. am I going to do, brother? I don't know, brother. <laughs> I'll let so, you tell this one. So Hulk Hogan, of course, and one of his friends was Bubba the Love Sponge, who was Wait, a really what? Huh? <laughs> who? Bubba the Love Sponge was an, an idiotic radio host <laughs> in is, Tampa, Florida. What does that even mean? Ah, he's a moron. Bubba the Love Sponge. And he was friends with Hogan forever, and Hogan would always be on his show. And at some point, after Hogan's wife left him, for some younger guy, uh, the Hulkster decided to uh, sleep around with Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. (laughs) Okay. And I guess in the process of that, she decided to record him. I I don't know why. Wait, Uh, record Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan. Okay, so I guess you know they were in the bed or whatever, and Hogan's daughter Brooke uh, was annoying him and wasn't talking to him, and I guess at that point she was dating a black guy. Okay. So Hogan had some, shall we say, choice words pertaining to the uh, African American people. Like what? you know, the, the N-word. Ah. <laughs> Say your prayers. Brother. Take your vitamins. And so I that. hate, I hate brothers, brother. Yeah. So, so the funny thing was, like, all these people that have known Hogan forever, including black people, uh, like Dennis Rodman and, and Virgil. Yeah. They all came out and supported him and said, you know, yeah, Hulk Hogan's not racist, you know, he's so, fr- he's friendly, you know, And all these peep fans, black fans, started tweeting out photos of them with Hulk Hogan and all. And yeah, well, he was nice to us. Mm. We're not black. (laughs) Maybe that's why. And so um, the WWE, uh, which was for some reason still employing him, uh, fired him. Good. Mm. So he uh, is—he's fired. He's fired. You're fired. <laughs> and of course everybody thought that was very um, hypocritical Vince McMahon because I don't know but maybe like 8 or 9 years ago Vince McMahon did a bit on television where Booker T he was a Black Guy right uh, was standing there and he's jawing off, you know, on, on the on a the, on camera and then behind them, Vince McMahon shows up with some other guy. And he's, he, he goes up to Booker T or something and goes, Hey, what's up with my, eh, you know, N-word. <laughs> oh, jeez. And, you know, walks off. I mean, obviously he was a bit. Right, but still. And then Booker T had the worst reaction ever, you know. He was, like, huffing and puffing. He was like, Did... <gasps> 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 he... Say that. <laughs> and yes, he did. Yeah.
1: Well, right. Well, exactly. That was the point.
2: It was a really, really stu- stupid bit. But I don't know. I guess they find the really think was all right. You know, you fire him, whatever. But then the WWE they go and try and erase him from their their history. How do you wait hold on a bit. How do you, how do they erase <laughs> someone
1: who is so ingrained and huge in their history from their history? I don't I don't know. You can't. You can't. Right, you can't. I mean, come on. How many WrestleManias and and championships and and the,
2: the, Well, you know, not just that. Hollywood but... Hogan and the real American Hogan, and, you can't erase that. <laughs> Hulk Hogan has been a top-billed star, not only in the WWF, but also WCW, from the early 80s, at least 20 years, where he was not just a top star. I mean, he was one of the top stars in wrestling for 20 straight years. I know. You you can't just sweep that under the rug. (laughs) I know. All right, so what?
1: what's Hulk, Hulk Hogan's response or reaction or excuse or whatever it is? What's, you, know, what? he,
2: you know, he just apologized. You know, that was it. Yeah. Sorry, in and, and, He apologized and keeps retweeting uh, black people who who have tweeted him in support. <laughs> still. Yeah, he's still doing it. <laughs> Two months later. hmm uh all right, what else? Uh um, mm, Yeah, it was funny I saw that uh a couple of TV shows that they've talked about bringing back. Many of some uh, one of them is Prison Break. Okay. I don't really understand why they're going to do this because you know, the the purpose of that show was that these the two brothers were were stuck in a prison, and the whole point of it was that they had to go through this whole like long drawn out difficult scenario of breaking out, where they have to like enlist the help of these other nefarious people and stuff, and you know they were always foiled, and you know there was always like some roadblock they put up, and then they they got out and then they were on the run. And again, there was always some, like, ridiculous obstacle put out in front of them. And then the series ended, and when it ended, like, I don't know if it was three years or whatever, I guess the ratings were so bad that Fox didn't even allow them to end the season, end the series on television. Oh. They had to put out a made-for-DVD like two-part episode. That Uh, ended the series So I'm
1: like So so whoever wanted to see the ending Had to wait for this DVD to come out Go to the store, buy it Yes Well that's idiotic
2: Well, so And now they're bringing it back? I guess so, in some fashion But I'm like uh, Don't people not care about this show anymore? I mean, I don't (laughs) well I liked it I watched it a lot but I don't see why you would bring it back now especially since both of the two main actors uh, Dominic Purcell and Wentworth Miller are I believe they're both on some CW show now one of those like superhero shows yeah so it's like you can't even I don't even know if they're available it's very strange
1: Um, By the way, the other one. Okay. I was going to ask a quick question. Mm. So, you know how, just to go back to the wrestling thing for a sec, when we were growing up and we were watching the WWF in the 1980s, even into the 1990s, and the wrestlers would come out and they would have managers. And they would have announcers at the ringside. But a lot of the managers... It was like, oh, look at that old guy. Or this old... you know, Jimmy Hart. Or Freddie Blassie. Or, or Bobby the Brain Heenan. Like, you know, all those kind of guys. And when I read about them, I find out... Like, oh, you know what? We didn't realize... I didn't realize it at the time. You know, i was eight, nine years old. I didn't know... They were actually old re- professional wrestlers. Of course. The managers. Yeah. But so how come all of the wrestlers we grew up with now that they're that age, how come the same thing didn't happen with them? Like how come Hulk Hogan isn't walking a, a young wrestler down the eye, you know, down the down to the ring as and he's the
2: manager? Uh, some of them have, but the problem is, guys like Hogan are too expensive.
1: Well, what else is he going to do?
2: Well, I mean, they're too expensive.
1: Uh, oh, well. All right, so what's the other show?
2: Well, the other one was that there was this very, very. I don't know. It was very rumor like talk about curb you enthusiasm. <laughs> How many years is it? It's been like five years. It's been a while. So, uh, apparently Jeff Garland put it at (laughs) 50-50. Oh, gee. Mm -hmm. Well, so do I. (laughs) And I I don't even know them. So... It might come back, it might not. I don't know know what else Larry David is going to do right now.
1: Who were the wrestlers who ended up becoming managers? Why? Because you said some of them have
2: uh well I don't really follow wrestling well enough these days but I have seen it all right out but, of the, you know
1: out of the few who are actually still alive yeah uh all right what's next so prison break and curb your enthusiasm
2: yeah <laughs> Well, I'm going to say I have to thank uh, Esteban. How come? Well, he um, when he moved up to Georgia, he was able to go through all of his stuff, and he sent me this uh, this kind of this package that had all of the uh, the literature and and stuff that he had gotten uh, many many years ago as a member of the Turbo uh, uh, Club.
1: Is that a like turbo from the Gobots?
2: No, 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 no. The turbo or graphics. Turbo, uh, turbo Graphics. Ah, sixteen. The, the Turbo Graphics. Yes, it is much better. Uh, let me tell you, you got to get Turbo Graphics. It kill you.
1: <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm talking about. No. Also
2: dead. Well, yeah. Let me uh, so tell you, I I have played Turbo Graphics with the Bata Monkey. <laughs> so what? So what is the Turbo what Graphics? What Bata Monkey is, but uh. <laughs> what is
1: what is the Turbo Graphics Club?
2: Bata. What
1: what benefits? B a t a Bata. <laughs> what,
2: did,
1: what benefit did did a person gain from joining the Turbo Graphics Club?
2: Shut up, you stupid idiot! <laughs> I'm <not> being serious. <laughs> I'm being serious. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> you are a genius. <laughs> uh, did I say that I I, I did uh, get Marklin Baker to sign that eight by ten that had Bronson Pinchot sign? Oh, nice. Oh, I didn't mention that. No.
1: <laughs> no. No wait. So, so I'm serious. What? Like what? Why would somebody join the Turbo Graphics Club?
2: Well, I, you know, I guess you could get information on what the new games that were going to come out, and you know, get there some. Were, there were very few. Sent, I don't know. Probably sending you some stickers or something.
1: <laughs> so what was the stuff he sent you?
2: Which is mostly like their magazines and uh, brochures, catalogs, that kind of stuff. <laughs>
1: Okay, but he didn't send you any of the games. He didn't have any games. Oh, what did he do with them?
2: Oh, I don't know. He probably got rid of it years and years ago. Ah, man.
1: Could have sold it. Yeah. Very valuable now.
2: Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Turbo Duo is much more expensive. Yeah. And forget about the Turbo Express.
1: You know, somebody... I don't know if I told this story before, but when I worked at Electronics Boutique in the late 1990s and early 2000s, someone... like We would encourage people to trade in their games. We would give them credit, and then they would put the credit toward new things or other used things. Um, But just like GameStop continues to do... It was a ripoff because people would come in, and it could be a one-month-old game
0: mm.
1: and a and a popular game that that you know the person just paid forty dollars, fifty dollars for a month prior wants to trade it in. I'm like, oh yeah, uh, I could give you five dollars for this, <laughs> you know, and people would do it. Yeah. And then we would turn around and sell it for like thirty five dollars, but I mean it wasn't me it was it you know it was the chain it was this it was the you know headquarters dictated all that kind of stuff but right. so anyway, people would come in uh on on occasion and have stuff that was just too old that it wasn't in the computer system, and we weren't supposed to give store credit for it. And one time someone came in with a big carrying case... And it had a Game Gear and a whole bunch of games and adapters. Another oh. time... Another time someone came in with a bag full of stuff... And it was a Turbo Express. And a bunch of Turbo graphics games. And and again, like some adapters, like a car adapter. and And what I would do, since the store didn't take it back... I would I would uh tell them like oh you know we don't take this stuff back it's just really old and archaic and junky and no one really wants it and you know I I feel bad you came all the way down here I tell you what I'll do you a favor we we can't you know the I can't give you store credit for it but just personally I'll I'll give you like 20 bucks for it I'll help you out I'll do you a favor and the people would go for it, so I had got a, 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 a Turbo Express and a whole bunch of Turbo graphics games for like 20 bucks from this guy, who, and he didn't want it. It's not like, oh Rob, you're being a jerk, you're ripping, I wasn't ripping people up. he didn't want it anymore. They, did, These people didn't care. Mm. So I got it, and I brought it home, and I played it, and it worked fine and everything, but then I realized that the games for it weren't that great.
2: Yeah, they're kind of, they're they're all like shooters or...
1: Yeah, well, at least the ones that he had in his bag. I, I It was like Bonk's Adventure, which was okay, and then a few, it was like, I don't even remember what the other one Keith Courage and, I don't know, some other ones. And I'm just like, I played it for a little while and then I just got bored of it and I think I just threw it in the garbage or something.
2: I don't remember. That was not a wise move.
1: Eh, who cares? I don't care.
2: Well, I cared. I could have had it. Could have given it to me.
1: You didn't ask. I didn't know. <laughs> um. Why? What's it worth now?
2: Uh, well, the Turbo Express, uh, first of all, you oh, on almost all of them now, especially if it was original, you have to train change the capacitors.
1: Yeah, a lot of stuff. Because, a, yeah, a, a lot it's of from things.
2: that era. Yeah, they 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 went bad. Um, but even without you know needing to do that, well, even if you had to do that, I mean, you could still get at least one hundred and fifty if it worked. Nah, I don't care. Maybe more.
1: Don't care. Uh, I was gonna say, um, yeah. For those who don't know, the Turbo Express. So, so in the United States. The company NEC released a game console called a home game console called the TurboGrafx-16, and it was supposed to be a a, a 16-bit game console, whatever that means, to compete directly against the Sega Genesis, aka right. aka Mega Drive. So, uh, so they had that, but. Then they also released something called the Turbo Express, which was a few hundred dollars. It was like three or four hundred dollars. Yeah. And see what Nintendo and Atari did, and and actually Sega did. They released like the, for example, the Nintendo Game Boy. It was its own separate portable game console. And and if. If I wanted to buy a Game Boy and play games, I have to buy all brand new separate games just dedicated to the Game Boy. But what NEC did, they released this thing called the Turbo Express. It's like it was like three or four hundred dollars in the United States. And if the person buys it, whatever turbografx 16 games that person already has at home, it plays that. It was, it was just a portable TurboGrafx-16 that had a screen, and it was battery-powered, which was the first of its kind. You know, they, they were the first ones to do that. You can play your home games on the go. Mm. And then after that, Sega had released... S- Sega had, had released a Game Gear, which played its own games, but then eventually they released the Sega Nomad, which was a portable Sega Genesis. You could play your existing Genesis games
2: outside. Right.
1: And it kicked that whole thing off. But, but yeah, the Turbo Express, it was it was pretty... It was a novel concept at the time.
2: Right. Um, yeah, uh... I'm looking at something here. They announced the... Uh, the cast the main cast for uh one of these uh, star wars uh sort of like offshoot movies that they're doing
1: they're doing another movie
2: well they're doing two at least two of these uh, uh what, the, what the what do you call them uh, they're like in their universe but you know they're not uh specifically um
1: yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so so they're coming out with what seven Star yes. Wars seven and, and then two eight and nine. Seven, eight, nine, and then two side project movies. Yeah, well at least. Wow, they're really casual. Yeah. I'm just,
2: yeah, I'm just annoying, annoyed because I'm looking at this and one of the cat two of the cat, one of the cast members, um, this guy, Diego Aluna, um, he was at the upfronts uh, back in the spring, uh, I think. And I saw him a bunch of times, and I'm like, ah, who the hell is that guy? And I didn't get him. Oh, man. I didn't get a photo with him, and now it probably be impossible because he's in Star Wars. And the other guy is this uh, Mads um, uh, Mikkelsen guy who um, was at Monster Mania a couple of years ago, or last year, or something, or was a chiller. One of the two. And I just knew him from the one of the newer James Bond movies, but apparently he's going to be in that too. So he will See. be. Uh, you missed difficult out. Difficult to get. You missed Damn. out. Star Wars. Now nah, get him. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So thanks anyway. Thanks, Esteban, for uh, sending me that stuff. it Was very uh, very nice of him. What's the name of it? Name of what? The club. I don't know, wasn't it the Turbo Club or something? Or I, oh I Turbo know. Club. So do I you have. have a Turbo Graphics sixteen? Yeah, I've had it for a while.
1: Do you have games for it? Yes. Do you play it? Yeah, I also have the uh the EverDrive for it. Oh,
2: okay. Do you have any favorites or recommendations? Um well, the thing about the Turbo Graphics is only a small amount of games were released in North America. Just like what Sega did with the Saturn. Right. Well, uh, Saturn had probably much more than Turbo Graphics. And Yeah, but they ended
1: up but, but it, it was the same scenario where there were so many games and so many good games being released in Japan and they just never
2: localized them for the U.S. They never brought them over. Right, The PC Engine. Yeah. So there's a lot of games that... Well, some of the... One of the reasons for a lot of that was licensing. So some of the... Some of, like... There were, like, movie games, TV show games. They didn't have the license for in the United States or something like that, so... That's one of the reasons. But uh, TurboGrafx, again, a lot of shooters... um, I, I I do like um I do like a lot of the shooters. They're they're a lot of fun. Um and when you say shooter, not first person shooter. No, these are the shoot 'em ups. Outer space. Yeah, you know, the yeah. vertical scaling uh, scrolling shooters yeah. or the uh horizontal. Like R type, life force. Right. Yeah, those are good. Um you know, one of the things turbo graphics again is that they came out with the C D And so a lot of the the good games are on, you know, they're on the CD. Do you have that? No, I don't have a Turbo Duo. They're a little expensive. But can the EverDrive make that? No. No, so what I do is I do have some Turbo CD games, not a lot of them. Um, A couple of them are actually uh, repros that this guy up in Canada did. He did a very, very nice job on them. They look very authentic. And some of them were actually... Uh, games that were released in North America, but the, the CD, those games are so rare that they cost, you know, 100 to $150. For a CD. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Wow. And so those are tough to get. And so I have some of those. And the other one is... Uh, uh, is a Castlevania uh, Symphony of the Night. No. Not a Symphony of the Night. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Dracula X. Right. Um. And uh, that one I got. The guy did the repro where he used a an English translation. Oh, okay. So that was cool. And he, again, he did a very nice job and I even gave a copy to... Uh, the Game sack guys who review games.
1: Game I saw them at too sack. many
2: games. Game We've talked sack. about them. Game sack. Just doesn't sound good. Well. Anyway, um What was I gonna say? So yeah, uh, you know, um I do have some of the Turbo CD games, and, and I mean, I can play them on a PC emulator because they're just CDs. But I also use my modded original Xbox.
1: Oh. Emulator. Yes. Alright, what else?
2: What's going on? Um, what else? What is going on? Let's don't, see. Don't you have a list? I do. It's very hot in here. I'm very sleepy. <laughs> um, oh. So I guess some of the meet, meetups that I have with some of the celebrities, oh, a couple of them, I'll go fast. Um, one of them was real. This one was tough. This this was not an easy one. Was a was a J-Lo. Oh, I thought you were going to say... I, you said it was tough. I thought you were going to say Mr. T. No. It's tough. I miss Mr. T. Mr. T was, was here a few months ago. I missed him. Ah. I pity the fool. Yeah. He was... He was... He was a Hawking... Some Fuse iced teas or something, which are they're pretty bad. <laughs> you better drink my iced tea, fool. Yeah. All right, so J.
1: Lo... Aka Jennifer Lopez, Aka I don't know Jenny from the block.
2: Ugh, I don't That's care. Right, so what? Dumbest, what, dumbest nickname ever. I know. It, it's I, I don't care. But so what was what was the story with that? Well, she was shooting a television show, uh, mostly in like Brooklyn and Queens. And so it was a bit difficult to um, to get uh, to get out there, and then get out there at a time when she was actually there, and this and that. So it took a few tries, but I, I, I was finally able to get it. How was she? Uh, she's very nice. She was very nice with fans at her, uh, you know, at her uh, taping. Uh, not taping, but shooting. So who else? That one was tough. Uh, and then the other one's a couple of uh, comedy favorites. Um, Adam Sandler. <laughs> Yay. Oh. Yay. Hey, goat. Have a doobie doo. Opera man. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> So, how was he? Well, so, he was in town for the premiere of Pixels. Okay. Which, which I heard was not very good. Right. Well, I, what do you expect? Ah, well, it was directed by Chris Columbus. Cristoforo Colombo. No, not him. Um... No, Chris Columbus. Actually, I met Chris Columbus also. I got a picture with him. He signed my Home Alone DVD. Oh, yeah. But you know, Chris Columbus is like, you know, kind of a comedy legend in terms of directing and writing, but uh Yeah, I guess they just couldn't <laughs> They just couldn't make it work. I mean, just just too much crap between Sandler and Kevin James and but Kevin James is in Pixels. Yeah, yeah. What? Why? Uh, what else he going to do? Paul Blart, Mall Cop 3? Yes. No. Anyway, so... I did not go to the premiere. That was a madhouse. <laughs> so, a few days later... Um, a couple of the people from the, the Pixels movie, they were at a... Um, A taping of a show that AOL does uh, during the midday, so... Wait, AOL? Yeah, they do some internet show. They're still a thing?
1: Yeah.
2: America
1: Online. Uh,
2: yeah, they were bought by, um... Who was it? Time Warner. What? Time Warner. No, 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 they sold them. Somebody else bought them. Oh. Uh, let's see... Verizon
1: oh, right. oh, but what? Verizon stupid.
2: It's AOL yeah. just let it let it just fizzle out. Mm. Anyway, so um one of them was uh, Chris Columbus who was the director. He was a nice guy. And then the other one was uh uh, Br- uh Michelle Monahan.
1: Mm. Who Wait, I, can I, I can I just say something? AOL, I'm reading from Wikipedia. AOL began. Hold on. AOL began as a short lived venture called Control Video Corporation, or CVC. Mm-hmm. And they its, were in video games initially. Its sole product was an online service called GameLine for the Atari mm. 2600.
2: Yeah.
1: Why? <laughs> mm.
2: Well, if you watch the Digital Press podcast, you may have seen uh, Joe Santulli brought one of those in oh why does he have that one time the game he's got everything he's he's opening a museum he does have it well yeah right. so he he needed that to uh, I think somebody like traded it in or something but uh, yeah he had that the game line we talked about uh, you know AOL (laughs) so anyway so (laughs) Michelle Monaghan and what else uh, and then the Chris Columbus. So then, I went down uh, to the hotel. Wait, how was Michelle Monaghan? Oh, she's very nice. Okay, she was so in uh,
1: the Heartbreak Kid. Never saw with, it with uh, with Ben Stiller. It was very funny.
2: Danny McBride. It was funny. Yeah. So then I went down to the hotel that Sandler was staying at, and. <laughs> I'm sitting there waiting there and these other people were supposed to meet me there and I don't know where they were so I was looking at my phone and I hear these people it's like four guys I hear them talking you know walking up the sidewalk and I look up and I'm not kidding you right in front of me walking by is Sandler
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, so I'm like ah so I, I, I woke up I was like Adam Adam uh, can I have your picture uh, you know and, and big fan and he He goes, uh, uh, who's it for? For Just just for you? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, he's like, all right. Who else would it be for? I don't know. Maybe you thought I was a paparazzi or something. Yeah, you're going to sell a picture to a newspaper of you. So I I take the picture, and then I ask him if he'll sign something, and he's like, well, you know, I'm just trying to walk here. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, how about if I ask you when you come back? He goes, and he turns around and he goes, is it just for you? And I'm like, "Yes." And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> what is it? All right, whatever. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't like the the autograph dealers.
1: I know, but you're not there with 50 million, st- you know, a stack
2: of, of I know. Uh... <laughs> anyway, so these other people arrive. We never see him go in, so he must have gone in a different door. And then, luckily, before the whole other horde of dealers show up, uh, he exited. I think he was going to like Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show or something. And the guy I was saying to you earlier off air that was with him was that guy, that tall guy that 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 is often in his movies. He was in The Water Boy. He was like the cross-eyed, yeah, the crazy-looking football player. Yeah. So that's like, that's his friend and sort of, not his assistant, but he basically goes everywhere with him. Jeez. <laughs> I, I didn't get his picture, though. I was, it was too crazy. Um,
1: was so Sandler... It, did he seem
2: a, nice? Yeah, he's a nice guy. Jonathan Loughran, I think is his name. Okay. So, um... Yeah, uh, so Sandler came out, I did a couple of pictures, and then went into his car, and I ran over, I was like, hey Adam, can, I, can you sign this now? And he's like, he waved me over, and got him to sign it, and, and one of the things that I had was, I had a DVD cover from Billy Madison. Yeah. And then the other thing was, I had my original CD, my, not CD, my original cassette, like, in you know, in insert or whatever, from his first album. Yeah. They're they're all gonna laugh at you. Right. No! <laughs> they're all gonna laugh at you! Tollbooth Willie. Tollbooth Willie. Yeah, the goat. The farting. <laughs> Kevin uh, uh, Nealon. Yeah, Kevin Nealon was in that. David Spade. Norm. So, uh, anyway, so I showed that to him, and he signed it, and um, I was like, Adam, man, I've had this stuff for, like, 20 years. He's like, ah, oh, that's real cool, buddy, thank you. And, uh, and then as I walked away from the car, I thanked him, and he's like, all right, thanks, buddy, thanks for coming out. <laughs> okay. So, that uh... it, yeah, it was it? Uh, it was a nice uh, interaction I had there. It was, yeah. With the uh, Adams, oh, food innuendo guy. Remember that song? It <laughs> was like a, that was like a uh, Guns N' Roses. Uh, vaguely. The buffoon. I don't you remember. remember the I don't think I remember the names. Yeah. No. And there was uh, a buddy. That was him and Rob Schneider. The longest pee. I, that I remember. <laughs> It was also him and Robert. Oh, the, 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 the lifting weights. What was that? Or was that on the next album? Maybe. Then there was the beating. They, the beating of the high school janitor, the beating of the high school bus driver. <sighs> remember Fatty McGee? Uh, the, the prank eee! calls, right? Eee! No, Fatty McGee was the guy who kept wheezing. Eee! 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 Yeah, I, actually, yeah, I do remember that. That I'm so wasted. That was a song. Right. Oh no, I don't know. Maybe that was just. I don't remember. Toe Booth Willie. That was hilarious. Lunch Lady Land. Tim Meadows, Conan O'Brien was on that. Oh really? Robert Schmeigel, Rob Schneider, Alan Covert. Oh, I also saw Alan Covert out there. How is he? He's a nice guy. What did you have him sign? No, nothing. I just got a picture. I didn't... didn't, (laughs) Nothing. What would I have him sign? Grandma's Boy. Oh, I don't have any of that crap. The Wedding Singer. I don't have that. No, the next album was uh, What the Hell Happened to Me. Oh, yeah. That was the one with Respect and uh, Uh, during the cult. really? Yeah. The Goat. I, I got those two confused. Yeah, the Goat. Me too. The Goat was on the second one. The Hanukkah song... Um, Steve Polychronopolis. Uh, uh Some of them kind of stunk. The weightlifting was in the second one. Yeah. Mm. But the main thing there was the goat, and obviously, and respect. <laughs> yeah. Respect! Right. Respect! And, um... <laughs> The one, the one uh, bit was the excited Southerner. Uh, he did a bunch of those, which was essentially the Water Boy. Yeah, yeah, th- those are good. And I never, never really listened to any of his other albums. Nope.
1: <laughs> well, you know, the the whatever the the moment had passed.
2: Right. Whatever. It was fine. But apparently he's done at least three more.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had a
2: few. One, two, three, four. Yeah, he's done five albums. Jeez. So, um, so who else? Uh, I right, Then the other, the big comedy guy was uh, was Paul Rudd. Again. What do you mean again? I thought you met him. I did. Again. I haven't I haven't told the story here. Yeah, with the baby bird. (laughs) The baby Oh right, 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 right. (gasps) Yeah, but I didn't I didn't get a picture with him that time. Oh, right. So Paul Rudd was in town first for Ant Man. And he was just bombarded by the dealers. You know, and eventually he got, like, really sick of them and was getting a little, uh... A little peeved with people. What? Why? Uh, you gotta see these people. They're just ridiculous.
1: I can't imagine. I, I don't think I've ever seen Paul Rudd angry or annoyed.
2: Well, I think he wasn't angry, but he was definitely gets annoyed with them, and he just won't do it. Wow. So the whole Mr. Nice Guy thing is just a fake act. It's not. He's... In- one-on-one, he's a very nice guy. But he doesn't like being bombarded by 35 autograph seekers who are just going to sell the stuff on eBay. You know, he gets sick of it. I know, but, you know,
1: as annoying as it is, like, like, like I've said many times before, as annoying as it is, what does a multimillionaire care if someone makes 30 bucks on eBay?
2: I don't think he cares. His problem is, you know, look. He's trying to get from point A to point B and he, you know, how many is he going to sign? How long is he going to stand there for these these people? They'll st- if he if he allowed it, they would stand out there for 20 minutes. They have stacks of stuff. Well, you do
1: one. Right? You sign but, one and then and next. And some of
2: the yes, and some of the celebrities will recognize the faces and say, "I've got you already. You know, get out of here." Anyway, so he was bombarded. He was hounded. So then, the next week, he uh, they were they were coming out with the I don't know if you ever saw the original Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, I did. All right. So, and uh, he's in the sequel, which is a Netflix series. I think it's like eight episodes, uh, with just about everybody else yeah. that was originally in it. So uh, they had a premiere for it in New York, which nobody really knew about, and nobody—I didn't even think Paul Rudd would, would show up at the premiere, but he did. Now, unfortunately, I didn't realize it, so I got there late, and when they were walking, they were leaving the premiere. It was a madhouse, uh, you know. It was a free for all. was ridiculous, so I couldn't get him. So I'm like, I got to get this guy. This is ridiculous. So, I stood around, and I eavesdropped on a couple of people, and I heard some people saying that they were going to be walking to the party. Okay. Meaning the after party. Right. So, there was a couple of people that I knew who were standing there with me, and I'm like, you want to get Paul Rudd? And some other people are like, yeah. I'm like, follow me. So, we trailed them for about ten blocks on foot. <laughs> <laughs> And we get to the place yeah we get to the place and you know basically there you just got to wait them out you know until they they're leaving the party and I waited there for hours and hours and hours and I was even ignoring when a lot of the people were my party was winding on winding down and people were leaving I was even ignoring a lot of them and just so I could focus on him so finally he comes out amidst a crowd of like 10 people. And I walk up to him and I'm like, Hey Mr. Rudd, please can I just have a photo with you? I've been waiting out here for hours. And at first he did the thing where he just kind of stopped and did like like let out a sigh. <laughs> and then he was like, Okay. <laughs> so, so so he's a jerk. No, wait a minute. So I did the picture, right? And then I said to him, and I thanked him and I said, Listen, you probably don't get this very often, but I still love that movie you did, Overnight Delivery. I'm like, it was hilarious. Yeah. And he, he he's like, wow, really? He's like, you're really going deep for that one. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, nobody can forget The Ricker. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. It was a movie he did, like, in 1998. Where, I, don't, I guess he was in college, or supposed to be in college or something. And his girlfriend went was somewhere else. And I don't know what happened, but he thought the girlfriend was cheating on him, So he made this videotape or something like that, bad-mouthing her, breaking up with her. And put it in the mail, overnight delivery. And then he realized that that wasn't the case. So the whole movie is him having to chase down the delivery truck driver. To try and get the package before it went to the girlfriend. Yeah. And the thing is, like, the delivery truck driver won't give him the package, and it gets to the point where, like, he, like, the delivery truck guy is so insane that he destroys his truck, he destroys every other package that he had in the truck, just so Paul Rudd can't get this one envelope. <laughs> okay. It was absolutely insane. But I liked it. It's, uh,
1: so it's him and Reese Witherspoon.
2: Right, right, Reese Witherspoon, yeah. So Reese Witherspoon was not even his girlfriend. Reese Witherspoon somehow gave him a ride and got involved in all these shenanigans. And so by the end, he kind of doesn't really care about the girlfriend anymore. Now he likes Reese Witherspoon. So, you know, it's one of those types of things. Hmm. So why did he have to get the package? Because he didn't want it to go to the girlfriend. Because... I just explained it! What are you not getting? No, Why
1: Why didn't he want it to go to her?
2: Because he thought she had cheated on him. Right. So he made a video or something like bad-mouthing her and breaking up with her. Right. And and mailed it to her. There's no internet, man. No, no, right, I know, I know. It's in the video. So, and then he changed his mind because he found out that she may not have been cheating on him. What was it Instead.
1: Well, I don't I don't I don't remember. It was a dog. Was it? Well I just read it on Wikipedia.
2: What was a dog?
1: The person he thought she was cheating on him with was really just a dog.
2: Oh, the Ricker.
1: Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so
2: what is
1: so what so was Paul Rudd happy about that?
2: He seemed, you know uh, not excited, but I would say he seemed uh you know, to have a good chuckle.
1: So he that. he he realized then that you were a true fan.
2: Yeah, that I just wasn't some schmuck. Good. So uh, that happened. The ricker. Next stop, Coopersville.
0: Hey, buddy. Buddy. How was the bathroom, buddy? Pretty gruesome. Buddy, I had to hold my breath, buddy. <laughs> buddy, don't even tell me about it, buddy. Buddy, I know. Buddy, M&M's. Chocolate me, buddy. <laughs> Tasty, buddy. Buddy, definitely. Hey, get in on this drink, buddy. Buddy, don't mind if I do. It's a bloody, buddy. Buddy, it's killer. <laughs> buddy! Sorry, buddy. Save me some, buddy. Buddy, I said I was sorry. That's okay, buddy. Hey, dude. Hey, buddy. Dudes, you know this dude? What's up, dude? Hey, buddy. Buddy, sit down. I have some bloody, buddy. Dude. Dudes, here's a sixer. Budweiser time. Yeah, bud, buddy. Yeah, dude. Cold ones, dude. Buddy, killer. I'm buzzing, buddy. Dude, I know. Oh, dude, check it. She's killer. I want some of that, buddy. Oh, buddy, save some for me. Dude, that's my ex-girlfriend. Oh, sorry, buddy. Just watch it, dude. Hey, lay off him, buddy. Dude, don't get him started. I said I was sorry, buddy. Dude, let's just drop it. Buddies, It's cool, dude. Hey, homies. What's up, homies? Hey, buddy. What's up, dude? Just chilling, homie. Cool, buddy. Yeah, dude. Buddy. Homie. Dude. Homie. Dude. Buddy. Dude, check it out. A prison. Oh, buddy. Imagine being stuck in there. I know, dude. That would suck. Homie, my brother is in there. Oh buddy Sorry about that dude know, buddy Bad timing homie I know buddy Sorry dude Not your fault homie I know but buddy No it's cool homie Dude there's another train on this track Uh buddy it's coming at us Dude Homie Buddy Buddy Homie Dude Buddy, my head. Homie, get off me. Buddy, I can't see. What just happened to us, dude? Homie, I told you, we should.